Hi everyone, welcome back to East Coast Haunts. I'm Sam. And I'm MK. And today we are going to be talking about a Philadelphia haunt. A very colonial haunt, actually. Yes. Um, I would highly recommend probably waiting to visit this landmark. Um, I wouldn't go and visit it in the next two weeks because Philadelphia... Is going to be... Is literally going to be a madhouse. Yeah. If the Eagles win or if the Eagles lose, I think either way it's going to be crazy. <laughs> the city's going to burn either way. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, uh, you know, for all of you historical fans out there that aren't big football fans or Eagles fans, I should say. These aren't the two weeks to these, go. You know what? Save your visit for March. Although that's a little hypocritical because I think you will be in Philadelphia, No. Fingers crossed. I mean, I'm just kind of like, I'm doing whatever my friend group wants to do, and they're kind of gung-ho about going to Broad Street. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I told you, I'm not a, I'm not an Eagles fan. I just root for them so that the majority of my friends will be happy. So they won't disown you, yeah. Yeah, but... I remember when I was a freshman in college, and I was at school in Philly... Oh, God. Uh, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Oh, God. And, like, I feel like on, I remember looking out of, like, my dorm window and, like, hundreds of kids were, like, like, people ran to the city. Yeah. Wait. Or maybe I made that up. Maybe they didn't run to the city because that would be, like, a, That's a, a good few miles. Yeah. No, 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 no. But it's they would have to be, like, running, on the, running on the highways. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, like, it was that crazy. I would I, not be surprised. Well, my favorite... Philadelphia thing that they do is yeah. they grease the poles yes. so that people can't climb it. Yes. They did that actually at Villanova. They greased them when we were in the final four so that kids <laughs> Philadelphians are crazy, man. Like, I love you guys, but you are crazy. Are they're, I think, the best sports fans. Like, they're <laughs> so into it. I love best it. Best or <laughs> They're the most enthusiastic sports fans. I will say they are passionate about their sports teams that's fair and you know what they had a tough loss this year in the world series so i am rooting for them you're right i know i was actually rooting for them in the world series too i don't really care about the chiefs sorry not sorry patrick mahomes or whatever yeah i'm gonna root for the east coast team i think yeah and plus we both went to school in philly so it's yeah so we got a little bit of a connection um so without further ado we're so sporty i know that's like the second podcast that we've opened up talking about sports, but neither of us are really. I huge really don't know anything. Fans. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I know mostly just because I hear my dad and my boyfriend talk about it, and, and like, I know mostly because I hear you, like you, because like, <laughs> like, like you explained it to me. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we can talk about our haunt now. Yes, because it is in Philadelphia, and it is the. The Betsy Ross house. Good old Betsy Ross. So Sam, do you know what Betsy Ross is best known for? I do. She, I believe, was the flag maker of the American flag. Yes. So she is credited with um, partially designing the flag. Uh, And also being the one to sew it, right? Yes. More so to sew it, but she did have a hand in the design. Okay. So the story goes. There's a little bit of controversy that I'm going to get into. Flag drama. Yeah. Which I'm like, come on. Like, really? (laughs) But anyway, we saw the Michaela TikTok lash drama. Yeah. If there can be drama over mascara, there can be drama over the nation's flag. The nation's flag. But... It's been a little bit of a rough week for both Sam and I, so we were excited to record this yeah. episode. Yeah. We've had, yeah. 
<laughs> so, anyway, let's just get into it. Yeah, so, the Betsy Ross house is located at 239 Arch Street in Philadelphia. So, like I said, maybe steer clear of that for the next two weeks. Yeah. Um, it's also closed on Tuesdays. So, just if okay. you're planning on visiting, keep that in mind. It is located in Philly's Old City neighborhood in the Historic District, which is kind of so a given. Fun. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that is a given, I guess. <laughs> and I think... First, let's tell the story of the house's namesake. Okay. So, Betsy Ross was born on January 1st, so New Year's Day, in 1752. She was born in Gloucester, Gloucester City, New Jersey? Gloucester. Gloucester. To Rebecca and Samuel Griscom. Guess how many siblings she had? Well, this is the 1700s, so I'm going to... I'll guess nine. She had 16 <gasps> siblings. That poor mother. I could you imagine? Sixteen. Sixteen. Wow. Siblings. Um, she was raised and educated as a Quaker in Pennsylvania, though. Oh, cool. So she went to a private, a, like a Quaker private school. Okay. And she there she learned reading and writing, which was kind of like not super, out of the ordinary for, yeah. for women. Yeah. Not super common back then. And they also got to pick a trade, and her chosen trade was sewing okay cool so then her father got her an apprenticeship at a local upholsterer and there her first little love story love (gasps) fling begins i will say that this is like a very cute love story a nice and i think yes and i think it's like kind of nice with valentine's day okay like it's it's a nice little romantic story she'd been married a lot right so maybe this is perfect for valentine's day (laughs) so well she met her first love there okay uh his name was john ross and he was also working for the upholsterer that's where she got her last name oh betsy ross and she fell in love with him and they soon decided that they were going to get married but the only thing that was wrong with that or not wrong i guess the only thing that was like a problem with that yeah was uh it was an interdenominational marriage so john <gasps> ross was not quaker the and scandal apparently in like the quaker religion that is like the biggest no-no really of i didn't them know all. that yes like you can't marry outside your religion I quakers quaker. were like super super chill but also no no, no quakers okay. are they're I think they're like really peaceful. They are peaceful. Okay. Yeah, but that they have like stricter rules. I think probably especially back then. Yes. Okay. I don't think Quakers exist today. Well, what do you think Quaker oats are made out of? Okay, wait, no, <laughs> made out of <laughs> no. Okay, apparently they are now known as the Religious Society of Friends. So they do still exist, but they've rebranded. Okay. Um, <laughs> we love a good rebrand. <laughs> but I just know that. I don't know much about Quakers, but I do know that interdenominational marriage was a big no-no. Okay. So they decided to elope. So they crossed the Delaware <gasps> River and got married in New Jersey at Hugs Tavern. Ooh. But her family found out about the fact that she eloped and it kind of caused her to split with them completely. Oh, okay. So they kind of disowned her. She was only 21 at the time too. Wow. But the two of them went back to Pennsylvania and they started their own upholstery company, which is like so cute to me. Yeah, that's adorable. Also, I do want to clarify that upholstery back then, now we think of it as like reupholstering like a piece of furniture. Okay. But upholstery back then was like tailoring, sewing, also doing furniture. Okay. Like it was a bigger anything that had to do with cloth. Yes. Okay. It was it was more like what we would think of as like a tailor. Now, okay, I guess. Um 
And fun little fact, she transferred to her husband John's religion and they ended up going to the same church as George Washington. They would always sit like a few pews away from him. Oh, wow. So she ended up doing tailoring for him too. I see. Wow, that must have been a church with a lot of famous peeps. I know. It's kind of fun, right? Um, in 1776, John Ross joined the Pennsylvania militia and was unfortunately mortally wounded in combat. <gasps> Betsy took care of him until his dying breath, so oh. it was like very sad. Um, but in June of that same year, Betsy Ross met with the Committee of Three, it's called. Okay. So it's George Washington, George Ross, who was a relative of hers. I'm not sure what the relation was. Okay. And Robert Morris. And that was what led to the iconic sewing of the American flag. Wow, okay. So she was given a design and asked to sew the design, but she came back because originally the original design had six-point stars instead of five-point stars, and she demonstrated to them in this meeting that five-point stars... First of all, look better. Yeah. And second of all, are way easier to cut because it's only like a few angles that you have to measure as opposed to like six different angles okay. when you have to do six point stars. Oh, wow. Okay. So this led to the Betsy Ross American flag, which is now known as like the original American flag design. They call it like the Betsy okay. Ross flag. Um, and it was 13. It looks like our American flag right now. Yes. If you can picture the layout, but instead of having the 50 stars for the 50 states, which obviously didn't exist back then, it had 13 stars for the 13 colonies in a circle. Right, yes. Classic. And then it had 13 alternating red and white stripes. So like I said, there was a little bit of controversy. Um, it's like heavily debated whether this design really was contributed to by Betsy Ross. So even if you believe the story... Her contribution was, like, only one suggestion on the star design. Okay. But her relatives and her descendants, like, even back then, I think it was, like, in 1870, they came forward and they were, like, she helped design the flag. They claimed that she had a bigger hand okay. in the designing of the flag, which... I wouldn't be surprised if she did, and then they covered it up because, like, she's a woman, so yeah. who cares? Honestly, regardless... She, it's probably likely that she did have some hand yeah. in creating this flag. And now she's a very well-known name in American history. Plus, she's like a little bit of a girl boss. So I'm so glad I'm on her that. side. Also, I found out that there's like an area of study and there's like uh, people called vexillologists. I have no and idea they what that is. exclusively study flags. So the history, the symbology, like the colors on oh, flags. Wow, that's that is really like their cool. whole area of study. Isn't that pretty neat? That's really cool. It's like a very niche area of study, but I feel like it would be really cool to talk to a vexologist. I would love to take a class on that or yeah, something. Yeah, it would be kind of cool, really right? Cool, yeah. Um, so then after Betsy Ross sewed the flag, she went back to the Free Quakers, which were a section of the Quaker religion that supported the war effort. Okay. So, like you said, most Quakers were super peaceful and, like, really did not like war at all, so they yeah. didn't support the war. But these Quakers decided that it would be, like, in everyone's best interest to, like, help out with the war effort. Okay. So, she joined with them. So, I guess she's a Quaker again now. Yes, she is. Um, she married again in the next year to Joseph Ashburn 
And then once he passed, she married again in 1783 to John Claypool. Okay. Who was actually, like, a little bit famous at the time because he was a British prisoner of war. Oh, bad boy. Yes. (laughs) And um, he had been, like, taken captive and he was a captain of a ship. He was, like... Kind of a like a little bit of a hot shot. Okay. Um, altogether, she had seven children. Wow. She had Gosh. two with uh, Joseph Ashburn and five with John Claypool. Okay. But only five lived till adulthood. So oh, I think really one sad. child from Joseph and four from John. That's really sad. Adulthood. Which is, yeah. I guess, I mean, I guess that probably is why they had so many kids, right? Yeah. Because I only guess a couple so. were gonna live anyway. I know it makes me sad, but now I mean. Modern, yeah. modern advances. That's modern what we have to yeah. thank for better, longer lives. She died in 1836 at the age of 84 on wow. January 30th in like the suburbs of Philly, which is pretty cool. Like so cool. that's a long life for a woman back then. Yeah, yeah, really long life. And if you think back, like even if she didn't say she didn't have any hand in like sewing the american yeah. flag she made a name for herself which is more yeah. than most women did i mean she called a business right yes she had an upholstery shop and then I'll, i'm actually going to tell you about it during the house but she yeah. did rent out that business like wow. almost on her own see yeah so yeah. i'm like even if she didn't design the american flag she was also still the one that that sewed it yeah and she at least put like i don't know it's I I I'm a big fan of Betsy. Yeah, Ross, people want to people want to nitpick and be like, oh, but you know, she like who cares? Like she that's what I'm saying. It somehow. Like, that's imp- yeah, that's, especially for a woman at that time, that's impressive. Yeah, and you know what? We're still talking about her like 250 years later. Yeah, so well, that's got to count for something. It definitely does. So now let's talk about the Betsy Ross house. The front of the house is actually the original structure, and that was built in 1740. Wow. And the rear was added, like, uh, 10 to 20 years afterwards. Okay. And it's a unique style of house that wasn't super unique for the time, but it's not something that you would see today. Okay. It's called a Trinity and Bandbox style. It's very pretty. It is. It is pretty. But every floor only has one room. And then there's a winding staircase in the back that connects, like, the basement cellar area to the top floors. I like that. So the bottom floor would have housed a business, and the upper rooms would have been either rented out to tenants, or they would have belonged to family members of the shop owner. Okay. Uh, The first floor has a huge window meant for displaying different types of merchandise, and this house kind of reminds me of two different things. Okay. Just reading about it. One is the Lizzie Borden house because it just reminds me of that same style of house where it has like the staircase going up the back that connects all the floors. If you remember that. Good memory. I didn't remember that, but now I do. And the second thing is it reminds me of the colonial touch room that you and I used to go to. The touch room. The touch me museum. (laughs) I know. Weird name. (laughs) You know. But we loved the touch me museum. Oh, yes, we did. It was part of Winterter. Yeah. Winterter, I guess it's like a it's like preservation. A garden slash, yeah, preservation, yeah. Histo- historical site. Yeah. Yes. It, it is gorgeous. If you ever get the chance to go, it's in Pennsylvania. But um, they have like this whole section for children. And it's like. And it's all like colonial toys and like 
tea sets and costumes fake that food. you can go. Yes. There's like a fake shop that you can sell like Yeah, and there's like a fake, and, the fake and, dining room. Yes. Oh, we and like serve food like, to our grandparents. Oh, that I was mean, so fun. Back in the day. And they had those like the fire bellows that it like almost looks like an accordion that yes. used to like yes. fan the fire. <laughs> like why was that so fun for us? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that's the part that's stuck in my head either, but but anyway, this house reminds me of the Touchman Museum because it's kind of in that same time yes. period. So throughout the 18th century, there were many different re- businesses that took up residence in the house. So there was a shoemaker, an apothecary, and then, of course, upholstery. Uh, and that was owned by Betsy Ross. And she likely lived in the house between 1776 and 1779. So she really did live there. Yes, okay. she did. Um, and so that was right towards the end, I guess, probably right when John Ross died and she got married to Joseph Ashburn. Okay. So after her first husband died. Yes. Okay, got it. Uh, She rented the shop and one bedroom from a widow named Hannah Lithgow. But in the 19th century, the house switched ownership when a German immigrant family named the Munns came in and they bought the house. The house then became a tailor shop so not very different. Than yeah, the I was going to say, yeah, staying in the same vein. Um, then a cigar store, and then a tavern. In 1876, it was determined to be the place of residence of Betsy Ross, because there was, like, some debate about it, but then they found record of her okay. actually living there. And many believe that that was the place that she sewed the very first version of the American oh. flag. Oh. Well, yeah, the timeline lines up, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So the Mund family began kind of taking advantage of this as like a sightseeing opportunity. Yeah. So they would always advertise and they'd be like, tavern, and also come see the place. Ah, uh, a little two in one. <laughs> um, and then in 1898, historic societies and citizens in the area were scared that it would be torn down because a lot of like pre-revolutionary buildings had been torn down in the area. So they worked together to establish it as a memorial and purchase it from the Munns and then restore it and open it as a museum. Wow. One of the founding members, Charles Weisgerber, moved into the upper floors with his family during restoration. But then, unfortunately, the Great Depression hit and work on the house was delayed. Okay. In 1937, though, the house underwent some structural deterioration. So it spurred renewed restoration efforts from historical architects. And then all eight rooms opened to the public as a museum on June 14th, 1937. And do you know what June 14th is? I'm not going to lie. I saw your notes, so I know what it oh, is. Oh, no! But, uh, but I would have had no idea. So June 14th is Flag Day. Yes. <laughs> which I thought was like, that's like so cute, yeah. isn't it? I is love it, it flag when day, they do. Is it Flag Day because... Like which came no, first. I think um, Flag Day commemorates when the Continental Congress they passed a resolution like modernizing our, the design of our flag. Okay. I believe that's so boring. I know <laughs> it really could have. They they really had a chance to make it cool, and they didn't. <laughs> but whatever. Um, and so then the renovations continued into like the twentieth century, and now the house is how we know it today. Um, at the house, you can see the recreation of the upholstery shop and, like, period-style rooms. Love that. 
uh, 18th century reproductions of like furniture and different like belongings around the house. So it's not the exact, but it's well reproduced. There is an original like walnut chest. Okay. And a chair belonging to Betsy Ross that are displayed there. And then I just, this struck me as so cute. Her eyeglasses and her Bible are still there. Wow. Like, isn't that so cute? There's something about her glasses still being there. Yeah. That, like, for some reason, that just kind of struck me as, like, so freaking cute. Because it makes you picture, like, this 80-year-old little old lady. Just, like, like, living in life. Sewing away at some stars. Like, what a sweetie. I know. I wonder how they got them, though, because... I mean, I don't know. I guess then they brought them back to the house since she only lived there for a couple of years, right? I guess so, yeah. I don't know. But she seemed, honestly, she seems like she had a hard life. I mean, like, I know. two and, of her husbands dying. Like, that's really And sad. two of her children dying, too. And, yeah, two of her kids. And getting disowned from your family at the age of 21. Yeah, wow, she really did. She went through she it. She lived through the Revolutionary War. And watched her first husband die. Poor Betsy. I know. I feel so bad for her. But she has cemented her place in history. She sure has. That she has. And it's like a very good legacy. Like, I have never heard anything problematic about Betsy Ross. No, me either. Hopefully we won't hear anything (laughs) after this. I know. Hopefully. Just let us live in our ignorant bliss. (laughs) Our Betsy Ross bliss. So, I do believe this house is haunted. I do believe it's haunted, too. Interesting. I would hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're just here to give you a lesson on the Betsy Ross. (laughs) So... Yes, it is very haunted. It's actually considered one of the most haunted places in Philadelphia, which is saying something because Philadelphia is very haunted, yeah, as we know. Yeah, you have a lot of haunted places in Philly. Also, now that I'm talking and I like hear myself, I have a cold. I, <laughs> I can hear how annoying I sound. If you want to literally skip ahead, I don't even blame you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to the Philly Ghosts website, which is where I got a lot of this information. Philly from. Ghosts. So we're going to start off the first haunt that we're going to talk about. It actually isn't from the 1700s or the 1800s. It's Ooh. actually from 1980. Oh, okay. So, so recent. Like, yeah, fairly recent. recent guy. So in 1980, there were two security guards who uh, would like stay overnight at the home. You know how there's like a gift shop and like, you know, it's a yeah. public place. So they have to have security there. Right. Um, there was an altercation between the two security guards. And apparently this altercation happened in the basement, which is where the gift shop is located. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what was what caused the fight. Um, it was I'm the, so curious. I know. I'm like, it was in the gift shop. So I was trying to think like, I don't know. Maybe someone was like fooling around with the merchandise. Yeah. And the other guy was like, knock it off. Yeah. Maybe like one was really serious and one was like not. <laughs> yeah. like, um, but it got really heated, whatever it was about. And one of the guards pulled out his gun, which, if you're a security guard for the Betsy Ross house, aren't you a little surprised that they have guns? Yeah. Right? Yeah, arm them with, like, a taser, but do you really need a gun? In the Betsy Ross house? That's... Uh, like, I, let them steal the merchandise. Like, that's not... It's it's not that deep. Yeah. yeah. It was never that serious. It was never that serious. Well, unfortunately, they thought it was that serious because the fight got really heated and one of the guards pulled out his gun and shot the other guard oh three times. God. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a little bit of overkill. I'm like, I feel as if that was an overreaction. I feel like it might've been. So then the one guard leaves, leaving the other one overnight, uh, to like die. That's horrible. I, know. I mean, I'm assuming he probably died pretty quickly, but either way, I mean, horrible. but still yeah. like, 
if you think that that was like a moment of passion, what do you call that? A crime of passion. A crime of passion. Where he like lost control. For like a second. And then you would think that after he had killed him, he would have come to and been like, oh my God, what have I done? Let me call an ambulance. Yeah. I don't that's know what this guy's deal that was. He left it overnight, though. I know. So, so that was a very, very weird occurrence that happened. Um, and since then, visitors claim that they hear disembodied voices coming from that area, like the basement gift shop area. Oh, that's creepy. Creepy, right? I mean, a gift shop is like probably the least scariest place. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> buy this, but <laughs> sorry, I was so bad. But. Uh, People hear voices, they hear like clamoring and people moving around down there. So definitely a little bit spooky, uh, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Okay. Um, now we're going to talk about the parlor of the home. This is where Betsy was said to have met with the U.S. flag committee, which I believe are the people that you were talking about with like mm-hmm. George Washington and those two other guys, right? Yeah. George Morris and George Ross. Too many Georges. I know. Um. Yes, so she, when she met with them, apparently it was in the parlor of the house. And people, when they are taking tours in the house, when they stop at the parlor, people say that they feel a dark and foreboding presence in the Ooh, room. Ooh, that's creepy. Kind of weird, right? I'm like, what happened in that room? You might not want to visit this house because, Sam, do you want to tell the listeners what you were afraid of when you were a kid? Oh my gosh, I would love to. <laughs> I had a lot. I was a very odd child, a very <laughs> disturbed child. Uh, I had a lot of really weird fears, and w- probably one of my biggest fears, if not the biggest, was I was terrified of George Washington. You had to ter- flip over dollar bills so I wouldn't see him. I was scared of his wooden teeth. Well, some accounts say he had wooden teeth, and some accounts say he had hippopotamus teeth. And some say now recently I that think. he the enslaved people they would take their teeth yes, and, and give like, them dentures. to George Washington. So all three horrifying options. Yeah. But the thought of the wooden teeth in particular, I in particular, I was <laughs> I was horrified. I wonder by. why that like I don't know, and like the hippopotamus teeth, like I can't even tell you. The feeling that I that like even like honestly talking about it now like <laughs> I get this like horrible like gut wrenching like feeling of like disgust and like oh. I'm so scared like the hippo teeth oh my god it was so scary anyway so I hated George Washington like I literally hated him I remember you like I remember my mom being like don't bring up George Washington to Sam and I was like why she was like that's her new fear just like don't uh, there was always and honestly like, I'm pretty sure like I, in like history class I had to like leave once like I was a freak like I don't know what was wrong with me but <laughs> God bless my parents like something was going on there but anyway so I honestly don't I'm not surprised that there so was the a dark, dark foreboding <laughs> presence might have been George Washington it was his wooden slash uh, hippopotamus teeth smiling back at me um so yeah so dark and foreboding presence in <laughs> in the parlor really airing me out like that i'm sorry i had no, to it's the people we have talked to know. about my irrational fear of the jersey devil you know, the people had to know we did. the You're people right. had to know so regardless uh there are also basic haunts around the house there's like rustling people hear voices like all around the house the classics the classics you know the ogs um, there's also a very interesting story. So the attic of the house, um, it now functions as the director's office. Interesting. Um, but in the past, uh, you know, it's been it's it's been an attic. It's been rooms. It's been a lot of things in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but now it's the director's office and so one night a director or one day a director was you know in there directing doing their thing and whatnot and the director felt a hand grab onto her shoulder like really roughly oh my gosh um and it sounded like from the story it sounded like it was like a man's hand like just like the way they were oh, describing creepy. it yeah. and she was super freaked out <laughs> so but obviously she's in the attic like she can't yeah like, she she climbed out the window and she climbed onto the flagpole outside <laughs> which like it reminds me of that scene in um the what's that the jungle cruise where like the people are like on that pole oh yeah, 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 yeah. picture is picturing her like holding onto the pole like that <laughs> Um, Imagine like being an employee there, just like working in the gift shop for minimum wage, and you come out like <laughs> your boss is like hanging from the flagpole. I'd quit on the spot, especially if she was like wearing colonial garb. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna head out. Um, and apparently, one of the former owners died in the attic, so oh people, so you know, could it have been that person like still Perhaps. haunting the area? I don't. I wonder if it was one of those German people. Oh, the Munns? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. So, they did own it for a while. Right? So, I'm like, I don't know. It was, like, in the family for a while. Kind of interesting. Um, but, anyway, I thought that was a creative a creative way. Sometimes I think to myself, I'm like, if there was a fire, I hope I'm not, like, putting this out into the universe. Don't. It's okay. Okay. Don't say it. Or no, 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 no. I think you're fine. <laughs> like, if there was, like, a fire or some sort of emergency in our apartment and we had to get out, I sometimes, like, think to myself, like, okay, would we be able to survive if we had to jump from our for window. sure yeah you think so? okay. i do because i think that if you like hang from the windowsill and then and then like drop off drop yourself off that's why it was the, the pole was really smart because you can just kind of like yeah shimmy down yeah fire slide down exactly all, the time. Yeah. <laughs> all right give the people a show <laughs> give them a show <laughs> so anyway uh, apparently uh the ghost hunters team i that's like a famous show, yeah ghost, ghost hunters, hunters. Uh, they went to the Betsy Ross house and they tried to see like what they could experience if, if there was anything there. And during the investigation, there were a lot of disembodied voices that they recorded. Uh, there was a man moaning in the basement, which of course must be our security guard. Probably the security guard. Yeah. Poor guy. Uh, but apparently it was like way too muffled to actually tell what he was saying, but he was moaning. He well, I mean, like if you got shot pain. three times, I feel like you yeah. <laughs> love trying quiet. to form coherent sentences. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> and I'm not putting that out into the universe. No, no, no. And uh, Betsy Ross herself, obviously, not surprising, people do claim that they have seen her apparition. Mm. But I almost feel like I'm like, she's so famous. Like, I don't know if she would come. I, I, you know, also, I like, know. I feel like she doesn't really have, like, any unfished business. Yeah, like, she, she lived, like, three years. Age 84. She was there for three, only three years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, of all places, I don't think she would come back there. I don't think so either. But, but maybe, you know what? That was, like, the most prominent time in her life. That's true, yeah. So, and they do say, like, if there's something that sticks with you in life. Yeah, it's true. I know, like, her husband had just died yeah. when she moved there, and she did the flag and whatnot where do you th- like okay at this point in your life if you were to die oh where do you think you would haunt i would want to haunt my college i was thinking the same yeah, thing right? wouldn't that be fun i would i would haunt molden hall at villanova university because i lived Ooh. there for two years oh yeah you have to and like i just i rotted away in that room studying sometimes <laughs> <laughs> i would want to haunt the theater just because i think it would be funny that would be so funny um but also there's like this one like 
spooky tower at St. Joe's, like barbling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be really fun to haunt. I've changed my mind. I would actually like to haunt the engineering building in Villanova. <laughs> I gave like you the best use like, of my life. <laughs> but yeah, but it's all these like high tech gadgets and I'd just be like walking around setting and them be like, off. Yeah. Students would be like, why did my 3D print fail? And I'd be like, it was me. Like, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Where would you haunt? That's Where fun. would you haunt? So whether you believe that it's truly Betsy there, people do say that they see her uh, crying uh, by a bed, mourning the loss of her husbands and her children. Sad. Really sad. I, I really hope that's not true, just because, I don't know. Like you said, I mean, she was so accomplished in life. I, I don't think she has any unfinished business or any No, I hope she's up around. there with her first love. Yes, That was, too. like, such a cute love story to me. I know. She was, like, re- ready to risk it all for this guy that and she, she did, And she did, and she lost shop. it all. I know. Poor little baby. You know what they say about upholstery shops. That's where you go to get the guys. It's true, yeah. They never talk about how you, like, meet guys after college. Yeah. Besides, like, dating apps. We're here to tell you. Upholstery shops. Yeah. Like, when I walk into an upholstery shop, like, 12 guys will come up no, to me. No, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, same. That's actually where I met my current boyfriend. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I know. Does Zach know? Yeah, no, he doesn't. Okay. No, it's okay. Well, I guess this will be a fun way for him to know. It's okay. He'll find out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a good way to test if he listens to the podcast. You <laughs> You heard it here first. Go to an upholstery shop. Go get your little, like, dress tailored. Go go get your suit tailored. Go get whatever you want. You might just meet the man or woman or person of your dreams. I think that this was a very fun haunt. This is fun. I I enjoyed this Uh, haunt. The colonial haunts are fun. I got a new, like, girl boss model. I know. I, I really... Did not all I knew about her was that she me too made the flag. That's and all she I had knew. like a really cool life. She did for she a woman back she then. She was so accomplished. She could read for a write. woman now. She was yeah. accomplished. Yeah, exactly. So you know, go off Betsy Ross. Kind of a fun little haunt. I hope that our listeners learned that about her too, because I definitely didn't know any of this about her, and I feel like it deserves to be talked about because she did like she's really only talked about for like the one cool thing in her one life, trick pony, but. <laughs> She had a lot of cool things yeah, in her life. She did. She did. So Thanks, Betsy. We, we thank you for our dope flag. For, yeah, for we do have a pretty good flag. I do kind of like, I'm not going to lie, I do kind of prefer the circle of stars. It looks what we have cool. Now. We should have just put the 50 stars in the Do you ever wonder what they're going to do if, if they were to add another state? Like how that's going to look so weird on the flag? I don't, I think we're past the point of adding states, you know? You don't think that, like, Puerto Rico or anything is ever going to be? I know it's, like, a territory. I think they're going to keep it, they might keep it as a territory just, like, just to not have So that we don't have to add. Um, Also, okay, this has nothing to do with the, uh, it it a little bit does. Remember how last week we were talking about Lums Pond and we were talking about uh, the Underground Railroad and stuff? Yes. We were going to talk about how Harriet Tubman was supposed to be in the $20 bill and what happened with that? Yeah, what happened? She with was supposed that? to replace Andrew Jackson. Yeah, which who, by all accounts, I was should like, please be remove him. Like, why is he, he still on there? Oh, he makes and me so angry. Everyone voted. Like, remember? Is this a memory I made up? Like, everyone voted. Like, got to vote. The, who to add to the? What is it called? The twenty dollar bill. Um, um like the bears, bear stain bears. The, the mandala. Bears. Yes, <laughs> that's it. But I don't think we made that up. Did we? In our minds? Our minds were so strongly convinced. that I, I really thought she was going to be at the $20 bill, and I meant to mention it in our last episode, but I didn't. What if we, and hear me out, replace George Washington with Betsy Ross? I would be... So- 
You know I would be so I, I could finally look at one of the girls again. Then you can finally live in peace. I actually... <laughs> I can't even. It's actually funny because the other day, uh, I had to deal with... I don't want to go into the story, but I had to deal with a mascot. Um, <laughs> you what? I had to deal with a mascot. Okay. For work. Um, and they were also a huge fear of mine, if you recall. Mas- you know, mascots, like the suits. Oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 Like the people in Times Square that dress up. And yes. And like, I respect it. Like, get that bag, but I also They're stay so away from me. They're so aggressive, though. Yeah, they like, make you pay $20. I'm like, I don't even want to If I, it. if a headless Elsa comes up to me, I'm running in the other direction. <laughs> but then, like, also. Headless Elsa. <laughs> Times Square is a scary place. Times Square is a really scary place. Anyway. That was literally so ridiculous. We're not, we're not here to talk about New York, but... Um, but we know. are going to be doing a New York haunt. Like, not maybe... Oh, not, very yeah, soon. It honestly might be our next episode. Yeah, I think it will be our next oh, episode. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait either. That's going to be a fun... It's just a time for Valentine's Day. It's a little romantic haunt. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you guys next time. Yes. And, um... Thanks for listening. Yeah. And uh, go birds, I guess. Yeah, go birds, right. I guess. Sorry, any Chiefs fans, you have my support. Also, yes. Yes. Um, have a good week, guys. Have a better week than us. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>